Hey ladies, welcome to Save the Girls Podcast. I'm your host, Jocelyn Haas, and today's episode I'm with my best friend, Kayla. We have a really intriguing conversation about being women Christians and all the struggles of being a new believer. So for those of you who don't know, faith is a huge part of my life. God is a huge part of my life, and it's something that I've gotten really involved with the past year. And so after I got saved, me and Kayla reconnected, which we've known each other our whole lives, but we just now reconnected after I got saved. And so we're both new believers, so I thought it'd be really fun to have a conversation, kind of struggles of new believers, because nobody really talks about that, I feel like. And it's something that is really important to touch on, because after you get saved, it doesn't mean that all of your problems just go away. You obviously still have tests and struggles. So today I have Kayla on the podcast. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So my first question for you, Kay, is how would you get into your faith? So I've kind of went to church my entire life. My parents, I grew up in a Methodist church, so I had to go to church until eighth grade. Every Sunday, I didn't have a choice whether I wanted to or not, unless it was a sporting event for my brother. But I always had to go to church and um, until I was in eighth grade and got confirmed. And then after eighth grade, I went through a really hard time where I didn't really know if I believed in God or not and really questioned God. And one night I was just sitting on my bed, like, praying and crying. And then I got, and I just felt comfort of him in my room. And then I kind of, like, strayed away and was doing a lot of worldly things, like drinking. And after I got a really bad relationship, I was drinking and smoking and doing everything that you could think. Like, looking for boys to fill my void of, like, trying to find something to make me feel complete. And then I moved away. Um, for six months and right away when I moved away like I just felt a calling and I was like I really need to find a church and I really need to find like a good group of friends and I met this one girl and she was like you should come to these life groups with me and she brought me and I just never have felt better ever since I started getting to know God. So that point where you said you were praying and like in your room Was that right before you moved, or was that kind of, like, a while before? A long time before. Oh, okay. So, that was when I was, like, really young. Okay. And so, that's what kind of pulled me, because there was a time period, sorry, I skipped this part. There was a time period between eighth grade and, like, um, going back to church where I was still, like, doing worldly things, but learning about God. Um, There was a point in time where I really... um, where I didn't have any interest in it. I was just kind of like, whatever. Like, I was, like, a freshman in high school. I was like, I'm going to do whatever I want. Like, I'm going to live a normal life. And coming to find out that a normal life is not a type of life I want to live at all. Right. But, yeah. So, then for those of our listeners that do not believe in God or don't really believe that there's something there, um, what's something that you would tell them that you feel like would help them? And, like... How did you start to feel God after you were kind of, like, questioning it? How I started to... Well, I always kind of knew about God. And what I would recommend is if you have an interest in Him, just start asking somebody 
that seriously loves God or even knows a tiny bit about God because I feel like once you get a tiny bit about like start learning about him and his goodness you're kind of like hmm I want to know more yes yeah. and so like you start getting more and more intrigued and you're like oh I want to know more so I feel like how you could start is ask um is literally asking someone or literally how I got back into it is literally just sitting in my room like almost on my like last string like of hope like yeah just give me a sign and you just feel his warmth as soon as yeah like as weird as it sounds like you can just feel that he's with you yeah it's so interesting because me and you have such similar stories in that fact like how I grew up catholic and in the catholic church personally like i do not feel a connection with god it's very like religious spirit right and that's something that i feel like people get mixed up is there's like spirituality and there's religion and spirituality is just simply you and god like your relationship with god how in tune you are with him where religion is like you go because you have to or it's like the same thing every time you go it's not actually built on a foundation of having a relationship with God right and so that's kind of the difference but me and you grew up similar in that fact where we had to go it was normal for our families to go but we were never really taught to have that intimate relationship right and that's where it all changes I swear but I was the same way too where I was just like into worldly things like drinking every weekend Mm -hmm like plastered like going to clubs you know doing it was things that I thing. shouldn't doing filling my voids with boys like and it's so crazy because I feel like that's how a lot of people start and since they start that way they almost feel like they can't have that relationship with him like they almost don't feel good yeah enough. and I was actually thinking about this the other day and when I was praying I was telling I literally said to God I don't have I think a lot of people think they have to like straighten up their life before they come to God yeah but like God wants us to like drop everything and just yeah. come to him like how we are like he'll help you yes he makes you the better person yes. that you want to be exactly but, like we can't do it on our own and that's something that I've learned over and over again because even after I was saved like I said, it doesn't mean that every struggle you have goes away right. just because now you have God, but it means that he can help you through it and you're not doing it alone and you understand that factor. Right. And like every time I've strayed away from him because I haven't been perfect, like every time I've even gotten a little bit farther away from him, I realize I can't do it on my own. And then yep. I come back to him and I'm reminded like, oh God, like why did I even try to stray away from you? Like yep. I know I can't do this alone. And you almost feel like that conviction and you feel bad and right. you repent because you just feel so guilty. Yes, yes. And, you, and then you're like sitting there and you're like, oh, I'm really shamed right now. But then you like come back to the fact like shame isn't from God. Like God yeah. doesn't want us to feel shame. Exactly. He like, we learned in a class we took, it was, um, and the teacher said, God is always in a good mood. Yes. So I always am reminded that whenever I feel like shamed or anything that is negative, I'm like, God doesn't want me to feel that way. Yes. Like, granted, he's not going to like not let anything. I mean, what, how do I want to phrase this? He doesn't want anything bad to happen, but he does want to teach us stuff. Yes. So some things are kind of lessons, but he's always in a good mood. It's always something good comes out of it and that's what I've heard a lot of people say too is they feel like God made bad things happen to them and something really powerful that somebody said to me was God doesn't make bad things happen but he allows some bad things to happen because if he didn't allow it you wouldn't learn those lessons or you wouldn't gain the knowledge that you have now 
And some people obviously still have a really cynical way of viewing that. Right. But think about it. Like, if we had a life that was just always good, no hardships, Mm -hmm. no tests, no struggle, we would not be, like, well-rounded. And we wouldn't know what good is because it's always been good. Exactly. So then how do we compare if we don't have some bad? You know what I mean? Yeah, and my grandma always says, she always says, if you believe in good, you have to believe in evil. Yep. So, like, whether or not you... You, I mean, nobody wants bad stuff to happen to them, but right. you have to, I think, like you said, you have to let bad things happen, almost let bad things happen to you so you can become the good person you yeah, want to be. Yeah, exactly. And those things are usually the things that will allow you to help others that went through hard things too. And that's oh, yeah. something that I've learned throughout my whole life because when I was younger, I had a very victim mentality. I had no accountability. I didn't like think more of what was happening to me I just was like letting it happen and not taking ownership right and so then now that I'm older and now that I've came to Christ like I look back on my life and I'm like these are the things that make me me and these are the things that are going to allow me to even make this podcast and have things to talk about because I've gone through so much throughout my life that now I can help other women and other people even just like realize that your hardships in your life are some of the most important times of your right of your life right so and they make us who we are yeah exactly and and we've talked about this before but like we look back at those times when mm-hmm. we were going through those and we just see God working yes. in the moments when yes. we didn't think he was there like you see him there and you're like oh wow okay and yep. then we were, we thought we were all alone in those moments but it just proves that you're never alone with God yeah and it proves like everything happens for a reason yes. because like I look on, back on some of the hardest times in my life and I'm like okay why did that happen to me but then it just leads me to the next growth my or milestone of my life like being in a bad relationship and being so knocked down feeling like suicidal and all of that right but I wouldn't have the same appreciation for life now if I didn't go through that exactly exactly and and like you realize that God was with you then and Mm -hmm. he pulled you out of it and he still chose you yeah after you went through that right right and I really think that if I would have, if God didn't pull me away from moving to California, mm-hmm. I would have never been where I am Yo, with God. Yo, that was the craziest yes, thing, I know, guys. So I know. me and Kayla had reconnected after I started going to church, but before she kind of really got um, saved, I would say. Um, oh, yeah, so we connected right before she left to California. And I remember I kept trying to, like, bring God up to her. Yeah. And, like, she was reciprocating. Like, she she believed in God, but it wasn't, like, she really believed what I was right. saying. I was just like, and okay. she <laughs> left. And I kept trying to get her to come to church with me, too. And she was like, ah, I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, she left. And we talked here and there, but not much. And then she came back and immediately immediately was like, I want to come to church with you. I want to try out your church. And she literally has been there ever since. It was like God connected us just so that we could now have this amazing friendship and relationship in him. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like he almost has to separate you for you guys to kind of figure it out on your own just to bring you back together. So you guys can grow together. Yeah. Because we like are growing... (laughs) At the same pace, like, forward. And we can, Literally. like, help each other through, like, what we're struggling yes. with. Yes. Having... When you're first 
getting saved or your first finding your faith, it's so important to have people around you that yes. are on the same wavelength because you cannot do this journey alone. No. Like without fellowship and without that accountability around you, it's impossible because it's so easy to turn to like worldly things and to turn to sin and to turn to these things that are so bad for you and so toxic for you. But when you have those people around you that are on the same wavelength, they'll hold you accountable and be like, I know you don't want to do that because right. like, you, it's just not good for you. Right. You know, and when you have some friendships you can still have, but you kind of have to love them from afar because they're not going to be the ones to pick you up when you're really down like that. Oh, they'll yeah. be the ones to sit down with you and just make you feel better for doing the bad thing that yes. you did. Yes. But you don't need those people yeah. around you all the time because you need to be held accountable for your mistakes. Right. And like, God wants us to be better in him. And there's so many worldly things that nowadays, like, we think are acceptable. Yeah. And we're like, okay, like, this is okay. But really, it's not. And you, like, eventually learn that, like, those things aren't the things that make you feel whole. Like, they'll right. make you feel whole for five minutes. But what are you going to feel after that five minutes? Exactly. Like, I feel a million times better. And I know Jocelyn can agree to this. Like, feel a million times better when I'm praise, in praise and worship in church than I will ever out drinking. I And I Literally. drink just to be, like, a part of something. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't make me feel... I mean, it's fun in the moment, but doesn't Sometimes make... Sometimes not even, yeah. though. Like, I find myself now going back to those things and going back to those activities every once in a while, and then I'm just, like, I don't enjoy this, and I don't even feel... Like, I'm in place here. Like, right. I feel out of place in these spaces. Right. You know? And so, now, growing in my faith, it's like, I don't. I know I don't even want to touch those things because I remember when I did, and I just don't feel the same way. Yeah. You just, like, the next, like, for example, I went to a birthday party recently, and um, it was a 21st birthday party, and everyone was drinking, so I was like, okay, why not? Yeah. And so then I drink, and the next day... I'm sitting there and I just feel so shamed mm. and it's it's because I knew like I'm going to church around all these people and they don't want me to drink because yeah. they know that's not good for me that's not some that's something that I do like not don't not smart things on not yes. godly things on that I want to be like so that I'm sitting feeling shameful and then I come back to thinking like God doesn't God wants me to come like repent and then yeah. rethink forget my life yeah it. forget about yeah. it and not feel shamed so I felt better about it but I'm just like I'm reminded that, like, yeah, it's okay to mess up. Like, yeah. we're not, we're perfect. We're humans, and it's going to happen. But also, I need to remember, like, what God wants me to do. Yes, exactly. And also, when you're in those situations, too, it's like you feel the urge to do that when, when, when you were on your own, you would not feel right. the urge to do that. Or with your friends from church, you would not feel the urge to do that. Exactly. So it really makes you second guess, like, who you're surrounding yourself with. Mm -hmm where you're going, who you're, what you're doing. Right. It just makes you double think it. And I was watching a sermon and it was about heaven. And I was, it brings me back to like body image. Cause a lot of girls mm. struggle with this. And I know Joss has a recent podcast on this, but body image is a huge thing for girls. And I remind myself of two things. One thing, like none of these things that matter on earth matter in heaven. Literally. And the other thing is like God literally sees us as a perfect masterpiece. So like that's like us walking into an art shop and being like, 
your art is trash. Yeah. Like, that's, like, us telling God, like, you're, you're making, it's not that good. Yeah. Like, that's not, I, I don't know, like, who talks crap to God? No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just funny to me, because we're so quick to, like, judge ourselves and, like, talk down to ourselves, but, like, what do we get out of that? Like, yeah, exactly. when God looks at us, he sees something so beautiful and yeah. so perfect. Like, he created it. It's yeah. literally his art. It's exactly. Crazy. And I, like, really think, too, a lot um, about what I post on Instagram. A lot of times, like, you post it because you're like, oh, it's going to get a lot of likes. Or, yeah. That guy's going to see it and he's going to like it. But it's like, what am I getting out of that? Like, showing my body off a little bit extra, like, for what? It's crazy. It's so easy to fall into, though, especially with Instagram. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, kind of like what I said in my podcast, too. It's about finding things, especially, like, in God finding other things that are not having to do with the way you look like it's about to do with your inside or like how you're feeling not always your physical image because that can be so unhealthy constantly hyper focusing on that right so after being saved because like we've been saying like it doesn't mean all your struggles go away what are some of the things that you've struggled with and like what are some insecurities that like still kind of linger okay so one of the things I struggle with is um asking myself if I'm really saved mm. <laughs> like, like literally sitting and like thinking I'm like <laughs> am I really saved like, right. does God really hear me like yes. is he really listening to me yeah. I don't know and I struggle with that a lot because I'm and another thing I struggle with is that I'm not doing enough for God mm. like and I, and that's uh, literally the enemy constantly attacking me, but yeah. I really struggle with that one a lot Yeah. with asking myself if I'm doing enough for God because mm-hmm. I don't sp- spend enough time in my word. Like, but I'm like constantly talking about God. Like yeah. God is literally like, I love Jesus. Yeah. But, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I just feel like sometimes when I'm alone at night, I'm like, I could be reading my Bible and I'm sitting in my uh, room. Mm-hmm playing a game like yeah I, don't know. I feel like everybody struggles with that sometimes yeah. I feel like for me it's like worried about the the reputation oh yeah because people have such a warped view of what they think a Christian is or um what somebody who believes in God is and I struggled with that for a long time and I'm finally getting over it because I'm I really don't care that much what other people think about me anymore, right. but everybody still has that struggle sometimes. And that was something that I really struggled with, especially right after I got saved. Like, I would find myself quieting my me talking about it, trying not to talk about it, and, like, avoiding the topic of God because I was like, well, what are these people going to think of right. me? And now it's like, dude, it's something that has made me me now, right. and it's something that has given me courage and, like, God strengthens me every single day to just, like, live life. Because if we're honest, like, living life is hard. Like, there's so much that can go bad. There's so many struggles throughout life. And if you don't have something to lean back on, like, what do you you have? Exactly. Like, what do you do? Exactly. And so God has helped me and showed me so much. Like, I don't have to do life alone. Like, he's got me. Exactly, exactly. And I feel like we put him, like, in this little... But like a lot of people, I stopped doing this because I, I used to do this. Honestly, you put him in this little box and you're like sitting there and you sit and talk to him about so many different things. And then 
you or you don't talk to him. You kind of just put him off to the side, yeah. and then all of a sudden you need something. And you're like, God, please help me. Like, yeah. I need, I need <clears throat> my this and that. Like, I really want these new sh- like something like that. Like you use him for blessings. Exactly. Like you, you never use him for things that you want. Exactly. You know, and like he wants us to allow him into every struggle that we have, every thought that we have, because he's the only one that has the power to help us with those right. things. And so we need to learn how to invite God into every aspect of our lives. And he, like, wants to be literally your best friend. Yes. Like, like what you would sit and, like, tell your best friend, like, that's what he wants to be. He right. wants to be, like, the person you go on drives with. Like, he wants yeah. to be the first one you tell, like, when you have exciting news. Mm-hmm. Like, even though you think he already knows it, even though he does, yeah. he still wants to be the one you sit and tell yes. it to. And I mean, granted, I have to still work on that. Oh, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. It's not us saying, like, we're on this pedestal. Like, yeah. We do this stuff all yeah. the time. We struggle all the time with it, too, but trying to help people who also struggle with it. Right. Um, I also like to touch on, like, thinking of it from somebody's point of view who maybe didn't grow up knowing God or, like, even any religion in their household, like, no talk about God. You don't have to grow up in a household oh, yeah. that, like, already believed in god like you can choose that for yourself you can open yourself up to the idea like don't stay closed-minded just because your family is oh yeah especially if you have that curiosity about it already because just the fact that you have the curiosity means that god wants to work on you right and all all you have to do you don't even have to have a bible yet you don't even have to know how to pray because that was something i really struggled with i'm like i don't know how to pray right You could literally just open your mouth and say, God, like, I need you in my life. And you'll see a change. Right. And you'll start noticing different, he's revealing different parts of himself to you. And even if it's like you you just prayed that and then you go into the store and hear somebody talking about him or then see a post about it, like, that's God. Like, he's trying to show you who he is. Right. You just have to be curious enough to look. Exactly. And open your mind to it. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it is, it's something that you have to believe in. You can't see it. You can't get physical evidence that God's there. It's something that you have to feel. It's something you have to open your mind and your heart to. Oh, yeah. And you have to believe it. Oh, yeah. You know? And, like, another thing is, I think you can 100% agree with this. Like, going away from faith and coming back to having a relationship with God was so much more special when you chose to have it. Exactly. Rather than, like, your parents choosing it. Because, like, when your parents kind of choose it for you, it's one of those things where you're, like, receptive to it. You're just born into it. Exactly. You're just like, okay. Like, you just, like, believe what you believe because your parents said it. And I really like how they baptize kids um, in the non-denominational church because when you get baptized in Methodist or Catholic, like, you get your head, like, a cross on your forehead. Yeah. But when you get baptized in the non-denominational church, it's, you get dedicated. It's more personal. Yes. Way more personal. And you're not forced into believing to like something yes it's more of a choice thing, and it's not your only way to god right like that's something that i was taught in the catholic church like you don't have access to god until you're baptized and that was something that i really struggled with because the only reason i got baptized then was because i was afraid of going to hell right and like my motivation to want to be in christ shouldn't be like motivated by like evil. not yeah, yeah exactly like oh I just want to get baptized yeah. because I don't want to go to hell yeah exactly like, that shouldn't be my motivation yeah and then like our pastor now he describes it like you don't have to 
get baptized to be saved. Like, you're already saved. It's just a physical expression of that. Right. You know, and that helped me because I'm like, you know, just because I got baptized does not mean that I wasn't, wasn't saved before Right. That. And so I feel like people kind of get that mixed up too. Like, it's just a physical expression. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, I mean, granted, I think when I got baptized, I took my faith more serious. You feel it. Yeah, you, you feel, feel it, it more. for sure. Yeah. And it's I, almost like an accountability thing, though. Right. Because you're like, oh, people saw this. Exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and, like, I think touching back on the insecurity part is I don't want to, like, now I now that I have people from church on social media, like, I really, not, not that I posted anything bad before but yeah. i really think about what i'm gonna post before oh I post girl it. the worst is when people tag you and stuff yes. and they're like oh my god oh let's go out drinking yeah like, dude my elders are gonna yeah exactly <laughs> you're like uh no i don't even do that anymore <laughs> yeah. but like guys thanks for yeah, just, like exactly. making it look like i do exactly and you don't like and granted those people are like the least judgmental people but like for some reason you feel like they're gonna judge you more than anyone well, else you in just the world want them to think like you don't want them to think that you do that. Right, because, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're living a double life or something. Right, exactly. Like, Yeah, dude. And because you love God so much, so you're like, I don't even want to do those things. Like, I don't want to... Like you said before, yeah. like, you don't... You're not even tempted to touch those things. Yeah. I just... My... A big insecurity I have is, like, I try not to hold back when I'm talking about God, but, like, sometimes, like, I'll be talking about God and I can notice that, like... They're like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, or they're like, okay, like, you talk about this all the time. Yeah. Like, that's, like, something I get upset about and I'm trying to learn, like, granted, not everyone else is on my level. Yeah. Even interested in God. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, ugh. But on a person who's interested in it, I would go back to the thing, like, just even... Like, you just being interested in it and having questions about God says everything. But that's the thing, too, is, like, if we don't open our mouths about it, nobody is going to hear about it. Right. And, like, we're not going to have that opportunity for those few who are interested. Right. Because that's the thing, too. Like, when even when I'm around, like, my close friends, like, I don't have many close friends that believe in God. And so I love them all the same. But it, I feel the difference when I even try to bring up God versus when I don't because they don't want to hear about it right because they're comfortable not hearing about it but when you bring it up they get a little uncomfortable yeah exactly and so even when I say like oh I'll pray about it like they kind of get like um yeah yeah but I'm learning to really not care because it's like I know that I know what I believe in and just because other people don't believe in it it doesn't weaken my faith right you know so I shouldn't allow them to weaken my words or like yeah, what exactly. I want to say exactly and so I just learned that like what I keep reminding myself is like God it really cares about what we think and what yeah. we talk about like he and he's working on us like it doesn't matter with anyone else exactly. like well it does but and it matters how many people we bring to heaven yeah but at the same time, like, he wants us to do what we believe in and how we feel strong about. And that's the thing, like, we can express it as much as possible, but it's for the other person to receive it. Yes. And, um, but that's also why I want to talk about this, too, because I feel like, like I was saying before, I feel like there's, like, this huge connotation about Christians. Yes. And it's not, like, you have to be, like, this, like, weird person who's like judgmental towards everybody like it's about christianity and like even not even christianity spirituality 
is about accepting everybody the way they are, realizing that there's a maker. Oh, yeah. And he made everybody unique on purpose. Oh, yeah. So it's not for us to judge. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people will say, me and Jocelyn have both had conversations with people where they're like, oh, like, I didn't want to talk to you about this because I thought you were going to judge me. Yeah. But, like, what God has taught me and, like, really pressed on my heart is, like, I have no right to judge yeah. anyone. Like, I Nor am, do I even want exactly. to. I feel like now that I'm Christian, I'm even more open to people. Exactly, where exactly. Where before, I feel like I was a little more judgmental. Oh, 100%. You know? Where I was kind of like, uh, like, she's not that cool. Yeah. And that's not, like, how I am at all anymore. And I am ashamed of the person yes. I was before. Like, I don't want to. And a lot of Christian songs do bring this up, too. Like, you're, you were like like almost like dead before and now you're real alive and like granted jocelyn was like you don't have to be this weirdo like i'm probably way more weird now because like (laughs) i love like i the way people probably see me not in that way yeah i mean like i feel like when people envision christians like they have like a nun in mind. yeah yeah that's true (laughs) you know what i mean like like, it's such a casual thing like yeah having a relationship with god can be so casual yeah and like and people miss that aspect right you don't have to like just because you go to church doesn't mean that you have a relationship with God all of a sudden. Right. And just because you don't go to church doesn't mean that you don't. Right. Exactly. You exactly. Know? You don't have to go to church to know who God is. Yes. Like you have to learn what it like what your relationship looks like with him. And you have to learn on your own who he is. Right. Because sometimes you can listen to somebody who's talking about God and they're totally misrepresenting. Exactly. God. And that's exactly. where you get like the judgmental part from mm-hmm. because there are people who claim to be yeah. in Christ and they're he- out here judging people for the lives that they live and, oh, yeah. you know, trying to condemn people. And that's not what it's about. It's oh, yeah. about trying to draw people, you know, trying to make their lives better, trying to inspire them. Oh, yeah. And so for those of you who are just like kind of on the fence, I say like go and try to read the bible for yourself i know at first it's confusing but if you ask god for understanding he'll give you understanding and then you'll start to see who he is on your own and you won't need like anybody else to try to like explain it to you you'll start building that relationship by yourself oh yeah and like your relationship with god doesn't look like anyone else's exactly like completely different because we're all different and we all need to see god in different ways we all need to feel god in different ways we all need God in different aspects of our lives. Oh, like, yeah. not one of us is the same and needs God in the same way as the next. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, and, like, um, what was I going to say? And when people get the connotation of saying, like, Christians are, like, judgmental and, mm-hmm. like, rude, 100%, like, there's a lot of Christians that there are like are. that. But, like, you can ask Joss, too. Like, every single Christian that I've met at the church that me and Joss um, go to or my friends that I've met in California that were all Christians, literally not one of... They're the nicest people you will ever meet. Like, most welcoming people. Like, you look at them and if before you you get saved you're like okay why is this like seem kind of sketchy yes but then you get to know them and you're like wow these are the this why are you like this like how are you like this This and that's what gets them curious because they see the light of god in yeah but that also goes to say like not everybody who is christian is perfect yes and we're still human and we still fall down and we still sin sometimes and we still cuss sometimes and oh yeah nobody's perfect like you're still gonna snapchat that boy sometimes it's me (laughs) yeah and then you'll just learn the little things that like help you stray away from the worldly things exactly like and you find those desires to engage in those things less and less oh yeah like 
you completely become transformed and not even necessarily because you want to just because once you accept God into your life it happens naturally oh yeah a hundred percent if I was sitting here telling the world that I was a Christian and that like I live for God I and I saw this like a few even like two years ago I would be like girl what Peace. are you drinking like, yeah <laughs> what in the world like because I was just like anybody else like I literally loved worldly things I didn't even know that I was into like worldly things or that I sinned on a daily basis. Yeah. Like, I didn't understand that. Right. You know, and now seeing it, I'm like, it's crazy how much I changed. Right. And, and like, we, that for me is the evidence that God is real. Exactly. You, like, look back at it even, like, six months ago. Because, or, well, no, it's, like, almost... No, it would be, like, a year ago, six months ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I was completely different. Like, literally a year ago today, I was getting blackout drunk every Girl, single weekend. I was weekend. getting so worried about Like, you. I busted my lip. Yeah, and that then, was when I was like, Kayla. Yeah. And then you, like, just see, like, I went to California and God, I found, I feel like me and God met in the middle. But, yeah. like, he was like, all right, sister, let's get this <laughs> life moving. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be like this anymore. I don't. And Time the, to change. Right. And the funny thing is, like, God, like, really wants the best for us. And we, yeah. you always, like, a lot of times, like, people, like, think of God, like, oh, he's just going to punish me. But really, he just wants us to become better people. Yeah, literally, that's his only intention is to make us better so that we can live a better life. Right, and just become better. Like, I would not have the courage now that I do if I didn't come to Christ. I wouldn't be doing half the things that I'm doing if I didn't come to Christ. Like, he gave me so much confidence and so much just reassuring me that I can do it. Because, like I said in my last podcast, too, like, he wouldn't plant ideas in our heads if he knew we couldn't do it yes exactly he wouldn't give us these dreams if he knew we couldn't accomplish it because god wouldn't do that like he doesn't want to discourage us from our dreams oh yeah and i think a lot of times too when you're first coming to christ and you're starting to hear him you're kind of like sitting there and you're like okay is this me saying this yeah is this god saying and sometimes i still struggle with that because there are voices that you hear you hear your own voice you hear the voice of the enemy or the world, and you f- hear the voice of God. Yes. There's three different voices exactly. you can hear. And, like, once you get more strong, you can decipher which is which. Right. And it's weird because you start being in situations where you're, like, uncomfortable and you just feel the presence of God. Yeah. And you're like, wow, like, God is good. That's like, the thing, like, and Pastor talked about this, like, God puts pressure on us. Like, mm-hmm. because to become better better versions of ourselves we have to be uncomfortable you're never going to grow in your comfort zone it's just not possible right if you're doing the same thing every single day how are you going to change you know he has to push us into situations where we're forced to grow we're forced to learn oh i like that you know we're forced to be in different situations to become different right exactly because God doesn't want us to sit here in this little small space and be like, all right, please God help me today. (laughs) What am I going to do? Like you, God will get us there, but we have to also step forward in faith. Yes. And just keep riding on our like goals. Granted, I'm so lost and don't know my (laughs) purpose yet, but it's your like way of finding it through God. Right. And he made us to be ever evolving like we're never going to stop changing we're always going to be changing 
And so what we like now might not even be what we like in the future. Right, exactly. It might not even be what we like next week. Exactly. But we have to try these different things to figure that out. Exactly. And that goes for anybody, like, to figure your purpose out in life. Like, you have to try different things. You can't exactly. continue to work that job that you've been at for five years and expect your change to your life to dr- drastically change exactly you have to do something different you have to go for a different job you have to pick up a hobby like Mm -hmm. you have to change something and like um god doesn't want our goals to be small like you said he really doesn't like he doesn't let you think different things to like just stay yeah the same right like he doesn't want you think god had small dreams for us exactly Like you think god was just like oh the most that this person's ever gonna do is just work at this freaking like McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's for 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And And not get promoted. No, God doesn't. God has such big plans for each individual person, and that's why each of us are unique. Mm -hmm. We each can contribute something so much bigger to this world than we do. Yep. But we just choose not to. And I think a big, I don't know who's, I think it's in the Bible. I don't know. (laughs) But God started at the end and, like, worked his way forward. So, like, he knows. He knows the end from the end to the beginning, which means he already knows everything that you do, everything that you're going to do. Everything that you think. Yep. He already knows it, and he still chose you. He still wants you. Exactly. You know? So, like, with no matter what struggle you're in, like, right now, like, God wants to be there to help you through it. Like, as weird as it sounds, and you're going to be like, okay, like, whatever, because that's how I used to be. Like, I'd be like, okay, like, this is cool. Thanks for your input. I also read this in the Bible, too. It's in Matthew. I don't know exactly where, but it's in Matthew. And... Jesus is talking to the people and he basically the gist is he calls Jesus is with the sick Jesus is with the sinners like he God calls the sinners because what kind of story would it be if you were already righteous your entire life oh what kind of like you know like what kind of testimony would that be if like somebody who's always had God you know, like, they don't have right. these huge encounters with God because they've always had him. Right, exactly. Or, like, you know, they're already amazing people. Right. But, like, God wants to call the people who are sick the people who are hurting because those are who need him. Right, exactly. That, you know, like, that person who's, I mean, everybody, granted, everybody needs God, but this is basically the gist of what it's saying. Is right. Like God is with the sick. Right. You know? And, like, you can, what I've learned is, like, no matter what age you are is because I feel like, a lot of people get the connotation, like, I'm too old to, yeah. like, find God. Like, it doesn't matter what age you're, you are. Like, God literally just wants you. Dude. Like, he wants to be with you so bad. Like, and I stress this to a lot of people. Like, God really just wants to be in your life. Like, right. he doesn't care what you're doing. Like, no matter what you've done in your life, no matter what you think, no matter what you say. Like, all those things don't matter because in Christ we're born new. Right. And I, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that, like... It doesn't matter what you've gone through. Like, he wants to meet you at the bottom and work you up. Yes. And that's the thing, too. Like, I feel like God has divine timing for when he calls people. Oh, yeah. Because, like, he wants some things to happen to you. He wants life to kind of beat you up a little bit so that he's, like, here. Like, I offer rest. Like, I'm so good. Like, I'll give you grace for everything that just happens. Like... Sometimes some people are lucky and they get saved at the age of seven, but some people don't get saved until, you know, the age of 80. Yeah, exactly. There is exactly. a huge range, but he picks the perfect time. Like, God has perfect timing for oh, yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. 
And I'm learning, like, not to rush, rush God's timing or even try to, like, rush it no matter what, like, no matter what it is. Like, because a lot of times we desire things and we're just like, oh, God, please. Like, God knows the desires of our heart and he wants to give them to us. Yes. But, like, we just have to wait for God's timing to yes. give them to us. Exactly. That's the thing, too, like... Just because we're praying about it, God knows when it's right to be in our exactly. lives. Exactly. And, and like we don't can't, give up hope. Yes. And we can't force that. Like keep praying about it. Keep talking to God about it. But don't necessarily expect that it's going to happen tomorrow. Right. Exactly. Because you know? he has he has that choice and he knows what's best for us. Right. And when you're first starting out in your faith and when you're first questioning it, when you get saved or even like the beginning of it, you're just kind of like, oh, I should be further along. But like. Yeah. You're, you, you're at the point where you're at. Like, don't ever let the enemy tell you. And the enemy will always be in your ear, like, oh, trying yeah. to say things that, like, will make you feel worse. Like, everything. Especially when... That's an important point. Especially when you first oh, yeah. are saved and first trying to get closer to God. That's when you feel the most far away because that's when you're going to be tested the most. Oh, yeah. From the enemy. Like, he... He is going to want to pull you back because he knows that you're most vulnerable when you're new because you don't oh, yeah. know everything that's in the Bible. You don't have a community yet. You don't aren't like firm in Christ yet. So he knows that he can pull you. Oh yeah. At that time because you're most vulnerable. Right. So that's when you have to be the most consistent and like oh, yeah. constantly ask God and talk to God and pray more and be in your word more because that's when you're going to need the strength. Right. And you told me this about. Like, the enemy is fine when you're just, like, observing church and when you're just, like, observing God. But as soon as you start getting close to God, that's when he's going to start literally what you are just talking yeah. about. Striking at you because yep. he's like, he doesn't want something good for you. Like, yeah. God is the best thing for us. So as soon as the enemy sees that, he's like, psych, girlfriend, yep. get back here. Like I saw that in the TikTok. She said something like, God's okay with you observing God. Or the devil's okay with you observing God. He's okay with you just scratching the surface but once he sees you getting closer to God once he sees you walking in purpose in God once he sees you having a personal relationship in God that's when he starts to attack you oh yeah and so don't let that discourage you and I really just hope that there's somebody listening that this helps somebody who is curious about God and wants to get closer to God this gives you a little bit of hope to know that you can do it you don't have to be perfect now oh yeah and he will help you get to where you want to be if you have that dream he will equip you with what you need you just have to have faith oh yeah and so thank you so much Kay, for being on here thank you Josh. and if you guys have any other feedback for me i'd love if you follow my instagram at save the girls podcast dm us any ideas that you have for a next podcast or anything you're struggling with Um, If you could like and share this podcast, that'd be amazing because it'll help more people see and help more people and women especially. And so I'll see you guys next week.